Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. I'm feeling silly today. Want to know why? Because today is probably the snowiest day of the year that will happen in this year of our Lord 2020. And I realized that I live in a country that if people had technology hundreds of years ago, they would have never settled here and decided to bring forth an ancestry which connects me to them. Because if they had technology and, I don't know, laws back then, it would be illegal to live above a certain latitude. Because this shit, I feel like I'm in the goddamn Arctic. It's like 30 days a night out there, man. But uh, thank God I have family and uh, my wife and father who who helped me get my car out this morning so I could make it to work. Which, by the way, is insane that we do anyway in a huge snowstorm like this. We risk our fucking lives on the atrocity that is this tundra shit weather on the highways and on the roads, on the bridge. Everybody in a car in a major snowstorm is risking their lives every day. The most dangerous thing you do is get behind the wheel of a car. You're operating heavy machinery. The statistics point out car crashes happen so often. Like, you know what I mean? Like, anyways, that's just anxiety speaking. My bad. And when I got to work today, it was, I was apparently supposed to be called not to come in because it wasn't going to be busy and, uh, we live in the Arctic. (laughs) So there was, (laughs) if you didn't have an 80 foot tall, one of those goddamn Star Wars robot horses, I don't even know what they're called. This is how often I've watched Star Wars. My bad fellow nerds. I just would rather watch Dragon Ball Z. So hate on that. If you can't have one of those, uh, I'm going to call them Chewbacca robot dogs that walk on the snow, you're not going to make it to work on time. Whatever. I made it work on time, and they wanted to call me off, but I came in, and then the girl who convinced the guy not to call me off left right away. (laughs) So she was like, no, he has to come in. If Chris doesn't come in, that means I have to stay. And then she bounced when I got there. So I felt like I really took one for the goddamn team there. And you know what? That's not negative. That's a positive thing. You know, I'm a team player. And uh, I get my family involved in my winter wonderland experiences. And I get to work and I make 40 bucks, dude. And then I go home and I got to dig myself out of the goddamn snowbank that I parked my car in. Because when you're parking in this snowy blizzard weather and the snowbanks are four feet tall, I just ram my car into the snowbank in reverse and muscle out a spot. Now today I tried something different and I shoveled my, my way in and then I rammed the car. Shows a little bit of foresight and a, <laughs> I guess... But uh, getting out, dude, the plow must have passed on to Cary. This is a major street in Montreal. Plow must have passed like 10 times and just buried my car. So I dug out like maybe a four feet wide gap, just enough to get my car out. And then I rammed the motherfucker back and forth and I got out. And I know I've been growing lately because that type of shit sends me into a fucking panic. 
and an anxiety attack, and it's very, very bad. But today, I just took it moment to moment, applying that technique and that mindset, and it was so much easier to deal with. Oh my God. But after all was said and done, and I got my car out of that snowbank, I literally yelled, Suck my dick, snow! As loud as I could, like so loud that my ears rang, and I'm sure my windows were up, and I'm sure people heard. So yeah, a little bit of a weird reaction there, but I guess I was bottling up some of my frustration, and then when I got in the car, I just let it out into a uh, a, a real uh, perversion for, for the weather, it seems. Because I don't think that it would feel very well if snow sucked my wiener. Oh god, I did not want to go here, guys. I am sorry. I just wanted to relate to anybody who's having a hard time because they live in the northern hemisphere in Canada or the United States and is just dealing with shitty weather because shitty weather does affect our mood. Now, this is what something I was thinking about recently. So we had an ice storm in Montreal in 1980. No, wow, 1998. Yeah, I was nine years old. 1988, I was being born. I don't know if I was... I was born in 1988. So how would I be nine in 1998? You do the math. I'm not worried about it. So we had an ice storm. And it's kind of like this ice storm was so traumatic for every Quebec citizen at the time, people who live in Quebec, that they are still suffering PTSD, basically, from it. And anytime they announce it's going to be negative 45 because that fucking happens here. I don't know why we live here. Curse my ancestors, as I said before. Anytime it gets negative 45, people freak the fuck out. And they're like, prepare for another ice storm. It's coming. Y'all gonna die now. And uh, the generators sell out at Walmart and Canadian Tire. You can't find a generator anywhere, anywhere. And God forbid, like we lost power recently in our home because of this um, quote unquote ice storm, but we lost power for like three hours. But I swear to God, everybody around me felt like this is it. The end is nigh. The end is here now. We should just throw the towel in. Humanity's over as we know it. Even the news, they're like, you better fucking watch your ass. It's going to be another ice storm. And it wasn't. People lost power for maybe a full day, and that's it. It wasn't weeks on weeks, fucking, there was no power line, towers falling over, you know? And it's the same thing, because today, huge snowstorm, and they're calling for cold weather tonight, and I know it. I feel the the vibe within the community that, you know, shit is coming. But you know what? doesn't matter because we're going to get through this anyway. And I just wanted to put some positive outlook on bad weather. Because look, when you really think about it, the weather, when it's nice, thank it. Right? But when it's bad, you have to surrender to it. Because God damn it, you can't control the weather. And I do identify with bad weather because it, like, it really reinforces my sense of negativity so it jacks up my, my, my bad side. And I'm like, oh, fuck snow. Kind of like uh, if somebody cuts you off in traffic, you're like, this guy's fucking trying to kill me. That's how I feel about the snowy weather. Like, this snow is trying to kill me. So I've had to do a lot of work on that. And I this is the first day where I'm not going to say I was symptom-free with my anxiety because, of course, I still experienced 
pangs of it every now and then. But it was the first day where I could comfortably be in this snowstorm, surrender to it, just drive safely, shovel myself a spot when I get to work, shovel myself out, and then pull out of my car and then yell profanities about the weather. Yet, I'm alive. I'm here. I'm sitting on my couch right now. Got my laptop in front of me. My microphone's in front of me. My wife is beside me listening to a podcast which probably isn't mine. What's up with that? No, that's stupid. And I'm fine. I'm not in any major pain in sort of way. And the snow, I'm looking outside now, it's really tapered off. But mind you, it's still fucking snowing, and it's been snowing all day. So, put that in your pipe and smoke it. You do not need to allow the weather to affect you as much as you think it is. Because if there's one thing about being in Montreal, we all love the weather because it's a character in our city. It really is. It's that like other person who's coming to the party and being like, we're going to either fuck shit up or make sure you have a good time. So sometimes when I'm out, I experience four seasons in one day. You wake up in the morning and it's fall. There's frost on the ground. It's chilly. You know, the leaves and the trees are brown, whatever. Then by early afternoon, no, by late morning, let's say late morning, right before noon, it's spring. The fucking, it smells nice. There's a fresh crispness to the air. And then by the afternoon, it's fucking hot. And you had a winter coat on this morning because you weren't sure what to prepare for. And now you're walking home and you're carrying your coat like some kind of dork because it's summer and it's hot. And it's like, I'm fucking sweating, standing, waiting for the bus. And then by the time you get home, it's snowing. And you're like, how the fuck does this happen? It's only in Montreal, folks. So maybe we are all, who live in this climate, just a little bit too sensitive about it. And we need to uh, step away from this sort of untamable beast that is sort of our unpredictable weather. And just greet it as it is. And then maybe your day is going to be a bit more easier to navigate because mine was and uh i felt like coming out and making a little uh little show about uh how how good it felt to navigate a positive day even though on the news they're saying it's the worst weather crisis we've had since the ice storm in 1988 god damn it 1998 can't even get my own punchlines right nah that how is a year a punchline? <laughs> like when people are like, "Oh, you can't do that. It's 2020." Yo, chill, man. I think like that. It's quote unquote the current year is the 2010s equivalent of like, "Hey, man, it's the 90s." You know, I just think that saying has transferred or uh, evolved into it's 2020. Be nice to cats adopt hamsters i have a rescue otter in my backyard no i don't know i'm not hating on people with pets i just don't think they're uh they're good for you (laughs) let me rephrase that pets are good for you because they live in the present you ask a pet what time it is they don't fucking know they live outside of time and i think that's pretty fucking rad they're really connected to themselves they eat when they need to eat they do what they fucking want and i think that's dope What I think is weird is owning that, uh, owning an essence that is so free and putting rules and boundaries to it. 
maybe it's good for you because they have compassion, they love you back or whatever, but I just think it's weird to put a leash on something with such an essence and such a connectivity to themselves that should just be untamed and it, it and it's selfish to have have that have that in your life now i have kids right was it not selfish of me to try to reproduce my genes i don't know is it manifest destiny of my ego that's a good question <laughs> or is it because i wanted to teach somebody how to make farts funny and this was the only way i could do it know what i mean I don't know. I'm not trying to be all vegan preachy, by the way. Plant-based for life, though. You know what I'm saying? Eat your lentils. They're good as fuck. All right. I guess I'll leave it at that. Short episode. Weird episode. Let's just say you don't have to identify with the goddamn weather, which is just the advice I'm saying to myself because I need to hear it the most. And maybe you do, too. So you know what? Get your boots on. Get your gloves on. Pick up the shovel. And, uh... Swear at the snow. It felt really good. <laughs> All right. So if you have any MP3s, uh, throw them my way. You know, if you can answer why I chose to have children, I'd love to hear that. Chris, I think you chose to have children because you wanted to see if they came out looking as ugly as you. No, that's so terrible. <laughs> Chris, you had kids because um, you don't like pooping in peace. Literally every time I poop, somebody comes in the door. Knocks on the door, comes inside the bathroom, watches me. It's gross. It's very, it's very humbling. <laughs> I used to have a problem pooping in public until I had kids. Yeah, I was afraid to poop in public. And then I started to uh, clean the toilet before I pooped. And then I'd put down the toilet paper over the toilet to make sure I really didn't touch any germs. And now I just fired at the wall, man. bro. I'll shit anywhere. I don't care. I'm like a I'm like a squirrel. I'll poop in the driveway. No, I won't poop in the driveway, but I, I, having kids got rid of my poop anxiety because you're not allowed to have it if you have ch- children. They're not going to let you have it. First of all, and here's my mistake is that I was locking the door when I pooped. And there's nothing worse than pooping and having to get up and unlock a door just so your child can come in and look at the mess you've made. And then they just leave with the door open. So you have to get up again and close the door. And then they learn how to lock the door. They're like, Dad does that. I'm going to do it too. And now they're locking the door. And there's nothing quite so triggering as having a child alone in the bathroom with the door locked. Bro. There's water in there. You could drown in the toilet. No. But yet here we are. So now I've been trying to teach my kids not to lock the door when they go poop. Or in the bathroom in general. Wow, we went there. We got all the way through poop story. Huh. That was another rant that we probably didn't need. But if you enjoyed it, let me know. Record an MP3. (laughs) This is my... My begging for content here. No, I'm not begging for content. I'm just, I just love connecting with people. and That's a way that I would love to do it. And I know a lot of you guys out there have iPhones. Just record it on that and send it over. I don't give a fuck. Let's chit-chat. Let's, let's, have, let's share an experience. All right. Well, I'll leave it at that. This has been Cheaper Than Therapy. And I'm your host, Chris Kavaner.
Cue the music. Okay, the episode's over now. You can stop listening.